Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, people, and welcome to episode 486 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Ian Loring, hello. And, well, this is going to be weird, because Becky will disappear at one point during the show, and it might sound a little bit different, and we might be a little bit different, because we're actually recording this bit of the show, like... Five days later. <laughs> wow. So, like, the, the, the listeners will go back in time. The listeners will literally go back in time. That's crazy. And then we were, we were forward in time from where we were earlier. Um, yeah. So that that's, that's going to happen. Uh, reason being, uh, guys, is um, life's kind of quite... We have these little moments where life just gets quite complicated for us. Um, and so we wouldn't have been able... We're essentially, we're missing a week. But we didn't want to miss talking about John Wick Chapter 4. Because who the fuck so, would want to miss Exactly. That? So this is going into what would have been the show before it, making it more of a show. Because it was less of a show. Uh, so it's going to be a really big show. It's going to be a good show. It, yeah. I mean, like I think it will probably end up being about two hours. Yeah. Because... Last week, uh, the, the what the content that we recorded last Tuesday and Sunday now uh, was quite short, and I will say I was in a fucking foul mood, um, and it came across, uh, I believe. Um, spoiler alert: the films that we reviewed in that section maybe weren't the most inspiring films in the world, and uh, it like it just yeah works getting. Uh, a little bit more intense for context. I got a promotion a couple of weeks back. My remit has slightly... It's kind of expanded in so much as I'm getting involved in quite a lot of conversations at the moment, which uh, leads to quite a lot of actions. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just... It's um, it's it's difficult like because the weekdays are quite stressful the weekends not so stressful but the weekends it's harder for us to sync up recording so it's uh it, it, it's a difficult one but i my apologies as during the non-start john wick free and finish sections i am just not in a great mood you don't have to dance around it and it's i know it's because you were missing me I know that's why it is. Sure. <laughs> no, I mean, like, to be fair, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Like, the thing is, Mark usually cheers me the fuck up and it just wasn't working. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just, like, coming what up. fuck, Mark? What were you there doing? Is a, there is freak. a bit in the news section coming up where Mark tries to bring up David Lowry's new film and I fucking shoot that shit down so, like really, really bad. Oh, I did hear about this actually. Because <laughs> um, you fucking love David Lowry, you miserable I, git. I, I just look. I, I'm gonna go over it again. I'm really <laughs> not bothered about Anne Hathaway and uh, somebody else um, having a relationship with each other in a film. I don't know. I just don't. I don't care. I don't care. And that's not what I come to David Lowry for. But hey, it will end up being my film of 2024. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> it really, 
it really will now. <laughs> you've, you've set it up. I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. ready for it. You know, but yeah, no, let's go. But anyway, yeah, so Mark, reviews this week. Reviews this week are John Wick Chapter 4, The Boston Strangler. Honestly, not The Boston Strangler, just Boston Strangler, which bothers me still now. Um, And Shazam! Fury of the Gods. And can you imagine, folks? So, I've just been busy and haven't had time to put the the show out. Or, like, not been in the headspace. If I'd put the show out and it was Shazam! Boston Strangler... And it was about an hour and a half long, and it's me just being fucking miserable. <laughs> you wouldn't, you really wouldn't want to listen to that. Like the John Wick discussion is going to be the highlight of this entire episode, and it'll probably be first. So get ready for things to go downhill. <laughs> so, Ian, what's what's been happening this week? Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, sad news of uh, Lance Reddick passing away. Uh, we'll be yeah. seeing him in John Wick Chapter 4 this weekend. Um, he's got a few other projects already in the can, but uh, dead at 60. Hmm. Was it 60? Yeah. yeah. Um, natural causes, apparently. Still don't know exactly um, what happened there. He'd um, had, He skipped some sort of press event for John Wick last week and did did some stuff at home for it instead, like remotely. Uh, but I don't know whether that it was connected or not. But um, yeah, just like one of those presences who just felt like he was... It, it just... You, you did just feel like he was going to be around, like that guy. Like he'd just pop up in things for the next like, 20, 30 years and uh yeah it was i was uh, yeah i was i was quite struck by that one i must say yeah um, it, it, I th- yeah i think part of it was the fact that you know he's not 60s not old nowadays is it let's be honest it, it, it's just mm. not old nowadays so i think the fact it, it's the fact that he was he was only 60 i think you can say it only 60 now um and i think the other part of it is you know, he's been a visual presence for, you know, like, that we're, we're going to see a movie, that he is part of a, you know, a, a series of movies that he's, a, you know, a big part of. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a, a big screen, you know, time character, but he's a, he's a big part of those movies. Um, and, you know, as, one of the things I look forward to when I'm going to see the John Wick movies is Lance Reddick in them. He's yep. he's really good. He's an engaging character. He's a fantastic screen presence, um, and it's 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 really kind of sad that you know that you were seeing him in an awful lot more over the sort of like the past you know getting on for near a decade now, and that was really cool that he was you were seeing him in a lot more, uh, and it's 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 just sad that we're we're not going to see him in more now. Um, yeah, it's going to be a weird one that seeing him, you know, up on up on a big IMAX screen this weekend. Yeah, yeah, just a big shame. I played played some Destiny two last night and uh, like heard his voice in there. He was a very very big part of that. Apparently, he was literally playing it the night before he died. Um, like he was. Just a big part part of that community of folks, and I I know it's like hit 
some of those players quite hard as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, just um, oh, so was was he oh, was was he not just a voice for it? Was he sort of did he dip in and out of like the, the community as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like he was like sh- straight up like was a regular player, um, and w- like, yeah. Um, yeah, just like to genuinely loved it, and it was like the statement his wife put out. She specifically called out the Destiny fans for like their their kind of like love and support and whatnot. Which you know that dude's been in a shitload of stuff, and it was it was interesting that, that was the case. He was also a kind of like a, a buddy, not buddy in the Horizon games as well. Um, you know, and he would have been a part of the Nakes one. So it's uh, yeah, that dude like he he. Had a lot of thing. He had his fingers in a lot of different pies, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine the uh, the residuals money for his uh, wife will help with any financial concerns she may now have as well. But it's just it's a uh, yeah rough 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 go of things. Just yeah, he just seemed he he was still pretty young and he seemed pretty vibrant. You know, it's not one of those ones where they were in their eighties. You haven't heard from them for a while, and you know. Or like, even like Tom Sizemore, where it was just like his earlier days. You kind of thought like he would probably die early, and it might have been that like because he had like an aneurysm or something, yeah. which might not necessarily been connected to his earlier days. But that wasn't so much of a surprise. No, it was a you know, there's an element of that. It, it, it's sad what what happened to Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. Uh, so yeah, Lance Reddick, uh, condolences. It's a fucking tough beat that one. Um, aside from that, you know, I think Hollywood's in a bit of a post-Oscars lull at the moment. Uh, so, um, did I read that Jordan Peele's new film has been confirmed for a Christmas Day twenty twenty four release? Yeah, Christmas twenty twenty four. Nobody knows what it's about. Uh, and it's going up against Avatar 3 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> Fair play. So, let's see what happens there. That's going to be a busy Christmas. Yeah. Um, full of blue things. Um, uh, David, yeah, well, David Lowry's new one's been confirmed. Oh, yeah. The musical thing about a relationship between Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole. Yep. Yeah. Go on then. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like I I just can't I can't be asked. I, I like I'm sure it will be good. I just can't muster up the enthusiasm for it. Oh, like I yeah I, I I'm sorry I don't know what to say there. It's I'm 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 very much of the can for Lowry so. Yeah, yeah. So am I. And you know we got Peter Pan and Wendy towards the end of April, which I'm looking forward to. I just uh, yeah. Cool. Looking forward to everyone talking about. I genuinely can't be asked to talk about that one. I don't know why. I just. I. Yeah. Right. I, I, I hope. I hope it's good because I like David Lowry. Fair play. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I said, it does seem we're in that that kind of post um, Oscars thing where Hollywood just kind of has a few weeks off. Um, what trailers have you been catch catching that. this week? Genuinely don't know whether I've seen any. That Little Mermaid one was the week. Yeah, it was during the Oscars, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
Well, have you got any? I watched one for a film called Joyride. Um, and I'm not really sure what the fuck was going on. Um, mm. So, it so I'll, I'll read you the synopsis. Follows four Asian American friends as they bond and discover the truth about what it means to know and love who you are while they travel through Asia in search of one of their birth mums. Mm. Yeah, I, I was watching it going, so it's a... It's a gross-out comedy about four American Asians going to Asia for the first time. <laughs> does it look good? No. <laughs> Do you know what does look good, though? Mm. Blackberry. <laughs> I know you spoke about oh. it last week, but I think the trailer had come out that day. Um, mm. and so I, I watched it um, afterwards. Yeah, I am. I am very up for this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Geeks being taken for a ride by rich people and then geeks turning on each other and whatnot. Jay Baruchel as a silver fox. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Um, is it that guy from Always Sunny as well? Uh, the one who yeah, nobody, Glenn Howerton. Yeah, the one who nobody actually likes, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he very much plays on that, doesn't he? Yeah, him just playing you know a character that seems like it was perfectly made for him. Um, and apparently he's a really nice guy. <laughs> he's just very. Good oh at yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure he is. He's he's just not Charlie Day or Rob McElhenney, is he? So no, no, it's. Um, he did a film a few years ago called Brown Town about a coffee shop, where he plays a, again a character that is just a dickhead. Um, but it, it's it's a really engaging dickhead in it. <laughs> it's a good name for it. Yeah. That's a, that's a good name for a film. It's, it's a really out. fun kind of like light, like really fucking light and frothy. I'm gonna say it, light and frothy. <laughs> Set in a coffee shop movie, um, yeah, that's like about ninety minutes long, and it's just a bit odd. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, I, I kind of I enjoyed him in that, but that's I, I know him more from that than there were people who are going, he's fucking great and always sunny, and it's like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm never gonna watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I've tried. It's always sunny a couple of times. It's okay. It's just That's a it. lot of it. I, I tried. I think I watched the first season and a half, and then stopped watching it and realised that I had no inclination to ever go back to watching it. Mm. I'm really mm. glad people enjoy it, and I'm glad it's it's been running for as fucking long as it is, and it's rocking and rolling still, and they don't seem like they're going to slow down with it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's. It's never going to be for me, um, right? Yeah, but that's that's it. I think there's there's not really been anything else really um, out trailer wise there. Um, Try to think if I saw anything new in the cinema. I don't think I did. I think I just got the Dungeons and Dragons, John Wick, and something else. Okay, what else was I got? Um, but yeah, so. Let's have a look then. Right, fuck it. Let's let's let, let's let's go into one of our feature reviews. Um, right. Cool, cool, cool. Right, I'll let you get yeah. off. I'm gonna get off and go and maybe start dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, go 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 do it, mate. Yeah, try and get it ready when Becky's back. Nice. All one. right, Cheers, bud. Cheers, man. Bye. 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 Let's fucking go for John Wick Chapter Four. 
Directed by uh, Chad Stelsky uh, and starring Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Hiroki Sandana, uh, Lance Reddick, Scott Adkins, and Ian McShane is back as well. Um, what does uh, what batshit fucking um, synopsis does IMDb give us? John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. I mean, that's kind that's of accurate, that's not yeah, that pretty bad. Good. Actually, it's it's close. It covers most faces. It's closer than often these things are. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's John Wick four. We all know what we're getting ourselves in for with this one. Um, we're getting our eyeballs asses kicked we are getting our eyeballs asses kicked and there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of dick trauma in this one there is an awful lot of dick trauma I mean I'm I'm normally very well behaved in the cinema and do not even whisper to you most of the time do I but I, I, I leaned over to you and awful lot of dick trauma in this <laughs> yes there is there is um, Ian what did you think to John Wick chapter 4 so I think I'm probably going to unfortunately on trend for this episode be the most down on John Wick chapter 4 but I still think it's a really good time um the running time does feel very very almost taking the piss out of itself with just how epic it is um but I there is fat that could be trimmed I get the arc of Mr. Nobody. We did not need Mr. Nobody. No, we said that, didn't we? You said that, I didn't disagree, is what I will say. It, I I that, said, that, what was the point of that guy? And you said you could literally take him out and the story would be unchanged. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't want him there. But I do, but I do think you could take him out and the story would be unchanged. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. That's where there is fat on the bone with... with John Wick chapter four, but the I mean, this is, is basically belly pork. This film, there is a lot of fat there. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, yeah, it, God, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's exactly correct. That, there, yeah, it isn't yeah. just him. Let's be real. No, and I, you know, I think the Scott Adkins bit. I really, really like it. Scott Adkins in this. Did we nece- Did that necessarily do anything apart from? It achieved something so that John Wick. Could, it was very convoluted. It didn't need to be that convoluted, and you could have could have saved time. But 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 but, if this is going to be the last John Wick, all spoilers all the time. If this is actually the death of John Wick, then I think that I I, I think do you know what? Fair enough. They're bowing out with this just egregiously fat film, and cool given how well yeah given given the way the film is performing i think Lionsgate will really 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 be wanting a chapter five however ballerina's coming out uh at some point so you know anna de armas is in that if that's successful maybe they spin things out there I don't know, maybe you could... Like, because I believe that's a prequel. Well, actually, it will be a prequel to Lance Reddick's in it. Um, Yeah, it's set between three and four. Okay, you know, there you go. So, I don't know, maybe there's some way that they could could get John Wick in there. But the thing is, 
John Wick's arc now is is basically done. There is, I suppose, the whole he could still get revenge against the high table or something like that. That's the only. That's the. That's the only way they could extend it into five. Is if five is is that him and Winston have essentially concocted a plan to make it seem like he's dead, so that they can from the inside Winston can chip away at it and John Wick can go after the high table it, there. It, that's what I want. I want him to come back to take down it, the high table. If, if, if I wanted a five, mm. that is what I would want. However, I am not sure I want a five. I that's You see, that's the thing. I really don't want a five. I feel like they've just won a hundred grand in poker and now they're kind of thinking like, all right, do I put it all on black again? Mm. And it, 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 you know, cash out it, Lionsgate. Yeah, it, it, and it, it, it is that you've built up a universe. You can spin things off, and you know the, the, the action in it is, is, is great. I just everything up to the end of the Japan sequence. It. That was when I went for a pee break, Mark, and I I texted you just like I feel yeah. like I've just watched a fucking film and I'm about to watch the sequel, like that. That's where I was at there, and that sequence is just incredible. And her fucking knifing that guy while he's walking up the stairs and almost like using like using him as like a marionette to get up the stairs while she's fucking stabbing <laughs> him is what that. And Donnie Yen winding up his arm oh, to yeah, hit someone good. like it was fucking Looney Tunes. I I will I'll, I'll get on my thoughts too. Yeah. Anyway, but any yeah. So let let's get into you guys' thoughts. I really really liked it. It's not my favorite. It's just not lean enough for that. Mm. But it's it's really it, it's a very very good John Wick film. Becky. Largely the same. Um, to get the negatives out of the way, that final fight scene on the way to the Sakuka is fucking stupid. It's just, it's like, oh, this this bit's really cool. This section of the fight is really cool. Oh, it's half an hour later and they're still fucking doing it. It's no longer cool. Oh, he's spinning his car round and round this group of people and just shooting them through the no doors. That looks really cool. Yes, yeah, he's still fucking doing it. It just everything goes on yeah. far too fucking long, and yeah, the bits fine. that are cool are then no longer cool because they're fucking boring. That that fight scene just it it tested my patience so much. I I considered going to the bathroom for a break just for a break from that scene, um, because it was like it could have been so good if they just if they just restrained themselves a little bit. Because yeah. there's, there's, there's sections to that fight sequence, isn't there? There's, there's this group of people, and then he beats all them, and then he goes to another place, and then there's that group of people. If each one of those sections had just been slightly shorter, it would have been fantastic. There's, there's a two and a quarter hour film in here, which is mm. one of the great action American action films. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bit on the stairs, oh my fucking God. That, again, Looney Tunes territory when he was falling down the stairs. Um, and he, the, the, the fact that he stops and then he just randomly starts falling again. It's like, it, it, it just goes on too long. It thinks it's jokes too funny. 
and just tries too hard with it. Um, that guy that kept coming back, that was fucking irritating. Um, the same one guy that kept coming into each fight bit. The, um, the fucking um, the one that kicks him down the stairs, but the marquee's like assistant, like bodyguard guy, almost. Yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Um, and I didn't like the warriors rip off bit. Really, that really, really rubbed me up the wrong way. Hated that bit. Um, but so basically, the, the 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 third act of the film. No, because. There's there's really good bits within that fight sequence. Like I said to you, the, that that um, overhead shot sequence of the, the fight. Duke Nukem shoot sequence, the <laughs> Hotline Miami sequence. Yeah, yeah. That is is brilliantly done. The actual, like I say, the first two thirds of each section of the fight bits is really good. It's just they they fuck it up by taking it on too long. Um, but there's there's some really really fucking good fight choreography in there and it looks absolutely fantastic um when he sort of yeah when he teams up with donnie yen to go up the stairs as well he's just so fucking cool isn't he and i i, I just sorry when the marquee like goes up to donnie yen and he's just like uh remember your remember your daughter fuck off <laughs> <laughs> bit to get there takes too long they just they, they they mess up there for me um but then all the fights throughout the film go on that little bit too long the one in the nightclub goes on a little bit too long it does the one in the osaka um continental goes on a little bit too long they all just don't know when to fucking wrap it up see but that's the thing really i i good. I really like the osaka continental one but like i say i felt like i just watched the film because that like that is as good as like any climactic action sequence in like any other film, as you will find. But then it just it 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 just keeps going. Yeah. And like, belly pork is such a perfect two word review for this film, Bex. <laughs> like on, no, honestly, like that is just you get exactly what you mean from that. Like it's tasty and it tastes pretty nice going down, but. My God, just... Oh. <laughs> I just... I think it's... I really fucking loved it. I just wish they'd shown a little bit of restraint on the runtime. And the runtime specifically of the fight scenes. Because if you shorten all of them, you've got a better film with a better runtime. And the thing is, I know, I know you completely disagree, but... It loses its impact. There's only so many times you can see Keanu Reeves fucking kick and punch and nunchuck someone in the dick before you start. It loses its impact. I I I I, I agree with that, Bex. Like, yeah, yeah. It you just is frustrating. Like, oh, I bet that fucking hurt to being like, I don't even fucking care anymore. That that's that's just pate basically in his boxes right now. Hmm. It's been mashed so many times. But Sorry. I did love it. So I'm, I'm not complaining. I really did enjoy it. I just wish, wish it was a bit shorter. Mark, come in like the Kool-Aid man here, man. Come on. <laughs> that is what I'm going to fucking do. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, I I will be going to see it again at the cinema. 
Um, without question. Um, probably on Thursday while you're off, while I'm off work and you're at work next. Uh, I'll be going to see it at the cinema again. I I admit that it is overindulgent um, and is intentionally fucking too long. It is. I, I, I think that there's that. I think they set out to go to make a four and a five as back-to-back films mm. and to make them back-to-back. Then... Mm. because of COVID bits and bits like that they decided no we're going to focus on four I think during the production of it they've gone do you know what I don't think I think that the filmmakers maybe not Lionsgate but the filmmakers have gone I don't think we've got a five, a five. Mm. so why don't we well, just go for fucking huge yeah. with four um, and, and that's what um Salsky and um, has said that for his mind, he thinks that him and Reeves might be done with the Wick films. Mm. Uh, but he's, def- he's not saying, look, that's not a definite, it's just a. Uh, You've got a universe. You've got yeah. a universe. You, you know, you can do things. You can have another character who is aggrieved against the high table and sink, like seeks to. Uh, Finish what John Wick started. Um, you, you 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 can do that. Yeah, for sure. And John, and the thing is, it, it's a it, it's a good enough it's a good enough conclusion to to the John Wick story. He gets he gets the closure that he needed. Mm. He doesn't die under the hand of the high table. Yeah, that is there. Um, Donnie, yeah. The 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 thing is, the criticism I would have of three and there's not a lot to criticize of three mm. is i just think there's too many characters in three i think and everybody there's, there's, and there's not in this sorry mark no, no it's different i think that the characters are are a little bit more focused in this i think the idea of the fact that it's gone right we're going to have people from within the martial arts film world front and centre here. So, um, you've got Uruki, um, Uruki uh, Sandana um, and then you've got Donnie Yang and Scott Adkins are, are all there. No Mark DeCascos though, is there? Well, Mark DeCascos was the last one, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and... You're getting... I mean, Donnie Yen is just one of the most charismatic oh, God, yeah. um, performers and fighters out there. I've never seen him in anything before, I don't think. Um, he was fucking brilliant in this. And, you know, like you said, Ian, the winding up his hand to hit Rude. that guy Rude. is just... Oh, my God. Just using those fucking doorbells as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, it was just like, what is going on here? What's he doing? And what, oh, pays off like a slot machine. The fucking... The, his, his, his facial expressions and his posture that he has mm. when he's fighting is phenomenal. And there was a bit... The bit where... I know I, I thoroughly disagree with you on the stairs bit. Um the bit where he's got the stairs fight and it's both of them fighting, you're watching it going, going, these are two guys who are pushing 60. I said I liked that bit. 
You'd also complain about it. No, the bit before it. Um, these are two guys pushing 60. And it is just magnificent mm. watching them. The the thing is... I, right. So, there's a, a trend within awards season films whereby if you do a transformation or you physically take on something different, um, that it's seen as a greater, higher form of acting. Mm. So, for instance, you know, and I think I can say this as being a champion of Brent Fraser before it was cool. That's for Ben Fraser, Brendan Fraser, um, before it was cool. But, you know, a lot of the good feeling about that performance or a lot of the awards fodder for that performance was the fat suit. In the same way as Charlize Theron essentially kind of won an Oscar by not being as pretty as Charlize Theron in a film. There's, you know, these things happen. The sheer amount of choreography and learned skill and all these things that went into Donnie Yen and Keanu Reeves and others within this film is phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. The sheer rehearsal times of getting all those bits right and the sheer skill of filmmakers of getting this right. And the one thing that I'll say as well, it's a stunning looking movie. Oh yeah. You know, the, uh, you know, Dan Houston and Chad Starsky, their appreciation and use of light is phenomenal. It's... Yeah, the, the fact that like, stuff like this, stuff like the fight stuff, isn't recognised in any kind of category really at award shows is ridiculous not stunts or or choreography no there's a there's a stunt where a guy throws himself down an escalator an escalator and that guy that's not a it's not a bum escalator it's not a fucking trick escalator it's a fucking escalator they're they're made of metal really hard metal right um, for anyone who's ever fallen on an escalator, it fucking hurts. They're sharp, aren't they? Yeah, and a guy throws himself down it. Fuck escalators. Yeah. A guy throws himself down it. That is fun. What? What bit's that? I don't know. It's in the Osaka um, uh, okay. hotel bit. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit where a guy gets thrown down an escalator. Yeah. And that is a real guy falling down a fucking escalator. Just... The, the sheer, I, 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 the thing is, I get where you're both coming from about it being too long. It is, and everything like that. I, but I am also stamping, like, fucking Graham Soonis for Galatasaray. Nobody else can get that reference. I am fucking stamping a flag in the fucking centre circle and going, I don't care. I don't care. And I'm cool with not caring about that. Um... I can I can both be in the position of going yes probably is too long yes the fight scenes probably do go on too long but also saying I could have watched it for another hour and still been thoroughly enthralled but I get I do honestly get where people are coming from um, I'm very glad 
that, and I'm going to say this, I there's a part of me that thinks that if this film would have been, if, if the unfortunate incident of Lance Reddick dying before this came out had happened a few months ago, I think there might have been questions about how do we get him out of the film. I also don't or think his so family isn't killed. Yeah, I also don't think his family would have allowed that. Because I think that apparently that, that suggestion was made. Mm. Um, but it was both I was quite glad in a way that it would he wasn't in it more because it, for some reason that that kind of has hit a lot of people. Yeah. There, there would need to be a bit of a, a, like a real retooling. Like the, the whole Ian McShane. Yeah. He's as pissed off about Chiron being killed as he is about the hotel being blown up. I think if not he, more. I, I, I think that's. I think it's more. I think it's the. There's a there's a great bit in it where he says, you know, I had to think of what to put on. His tombstone. All I could think of was friend. Yeah, a, fr- a friend. Yeah, a yeah, friend. yeah. And it's just. Yeah. It was it the the, the him dying bit. It was kind of a bit. Uh, it, oh fuck! It yeah. is fuck. Yeah, it is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. D- like that. It. I mean, it's happenstance, isn't it? Like, yeah. but the man. Um, I I love the fact that Scott Adkins um, actually apparently said, "I've got this idea for my character," and they all went, "Yes, I love that idea." He's <laughs> he's good fun. He's, and I thought for a second, I thought, hang on a second, are they going to have Scott Adkins in it in a fat suit doing a monologue and then not fighting? And they're not fighting. Because that would actually be quite funny. Yeah, it would have um, been quite funny, but then you watch it going, but there's no way they're having Scott Adkins on set and not having him fight Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Honestly, love the whole opulent, over the top. Looney Tunes fucking beauty of the entire thing. And um, it, it it's crazy just how little John Wick talks in this as well. How little John I, I, I am gonna say this now. I think that John Wick uh, kills more people than he says words in this series of films. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah, probably. Um, it, it, it is absurd the amount of people he kills, and it, you know it's fine because they are all trying to kill him. Like there's never any, but it, there's never any feeling that people would have given up, but he killed them anyway. Yeah, they're always going at him until they literally can't. I, I, I think somebody did a thing, and it was somebody gets killed by John Wick for every ninety seconds <laughs> of the first three movies. Uh, that's his hit rate. Is 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 one in every like I think it's one in every ninety one seconds. I think it might be. Uh, I, I I'm very curious to see when it gets totaled up what his hit rate is here. It just in the total of it. I just the more I think of it, it just it needs to be the last one. Like it has yeah. the balls at the start to have Lawrence Fishburne um, blow out a match and then it cut to a fucking sunset in the desert. Like it, you know it, it. It is the Lawrence of Arabia of action films, yeah. and the fact that it's doing that and just being so fucking. This is what we are. Um, how do you do another one? That's it. You, or I, do you do another one if you can top it. 
And I don't see the reason why you would even risk not being able to. It, yeah, and have, I, I, like have the good sense to go. Do you know what we made one of one of cinema's great four movie, yeah, blitz. You know, it's it's it, 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 it's phenomenal what they've done. They are beautiful, magnificent films that each have their own style, but all feel of a piece. I just think that you you might be pushing your luck. Like you said in there, it's the, uh, it, it's the, you've, you've won a hundred grand, don't now put it all back on. Yeah. Like, unless, it, unless you absolutely fucking know you have a, holy fuck, we have a, we have a story. And, that, that, that's, that's the thing. The only reason why they would even think of a story at this point is, Lionsgate going is a dump truck full of money. Like I just, I genuinely at Reeves, this point, Reeves with, with, won't sign up for a dump truck of money. No, and this just with the end of this film, obviously, like, and apparently they did a test screening where they made it more ambiguous and it tested poorer. You know, so it it, it is. You, you are done. If there is another one, it is literally financial, no matter what you say. There is... Yes, okay, there's a high table, but if you were that bothered about that, don't kill him off in this one. Yeah. You've, you, it's, it, it's done. I and think it was, a, it was a choice, yeah. I, I Leave think it. That, yeah, they made a choice to go, we're going to kill him off. We're, we're going to leave... Uh, we're going to leave a slight crack in the door just in case. But he says, he says, Helen, he dies and he's buried next to his wife. Yeah. It's done. I, well, that's, I, mean, uh, I, I, I yeah. do think that, um, that, cause I mean, Salskis has said in our minds, Keanu and I are done for the moment. We're going to give John Wick a rest. I'm sure the studio has a plan. If everyone loves it and goes kooky, then we'll ha- we'll take a quiet minute. But oh fuck's sake! But I just but Reeves Reeves as very much. He's not proven, a dumb of money kind of guy. No, is he? He, 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 did, he did make that new word Matrix. He, but yeah, but he did that. I don't think that was about money. I, I just I, it was it was a friendship thing. It was Wachowski. Yeah. Mm. And I, I don't think he. I, I think he's he plus the other bit there is. I think. He's going to get to the point where he's like, do you know what? I'm go- if we do another one, it's going to be in three years' time. I'm going to be 60. Hmm. Do I want to be? I, I, I did enjoy the fact that he was, that there was points in this where he wasn't just the fucking Terminator. He was getting up and looking, looking knackered. Yeah. You know, granted, yeah, he, he, he does seem immune from falling from incredibly high heights. <laughs> That oh, kind of took the piss, actually. When he fell out, like he fell out that window in that house, and he did a fall. That was basically the fall at the end of chapter three. Yeah, but that required re- rehabilitation. This didn't. Yeah, but but I, I I get the feeling where they they've gone into almost like they 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 teetered beyond it being John Wick to him being. The Baviega, it was the legend that you were getting. You were getting the story of the legend of John fucking Wick. 
And I was kind of, by that point, I was like, that, uh, that's what I'm getting. I am being told the legend of fucking John Wick right now. Do you know what rather, I'd rather have? Rather than the first one where you are, sorry, where you are watching uh, John Wick becoming, you are now absorbing the fucking legend of John Wick. And I am fucking cool with that. Couple of things. Do you know what I'd rather have rather than a chapter five? What? A prequel of him as the Baba Yaga or sure. him trying to or whatever the fuck it is he has to do to get out that means that all these people have fucking markers on him. Do that. Do that. If you're yeah. gonna do a John Wick, do do that. Just don't carry cast? on this story now at, from this point. Who would you cast though? Probably still Keanu Reeves. Can't cast Keanu Reeves as a younger John Wick when he's played the older one. I reckon you probably could. No, because then you, you could do a little bit. You could do a little work. bit of what is it? Of what Uncle Vin's been doing there. No, we don't want to. Do, do you that. know what? I think people would just go honestly. I think people. Would I think die. if if it was just like, do you want me in it or not? You know, it would just be like, yeah, actually, yeah, we do. I mean, we all accepted Ian McShane's new teeth in this one. Gosh, yeah, they were a thing, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. um, and the other thing I was going to say, give me a minute. What was I going to say? Look how uncomfortable you are. Like give me a minute. Well, I think we are. Oh, that was it. I think they fucked up a little bit with the magic suits. Why? Because you just can't fucking kill anyone, can you? That's the point. Yeah, but it, 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 that those fucking stupid magic suits are the reason why the fucking fight scene in the Osaka Continental goes on for three days. I, I, I did enjoy the fact that you've got the guys that are from the high table and they're wearing like the Kevlar mask bits. Yeah, and like, he keeps shooting that one guy in the face. Yeah, just to stop him walking forward. Like he knows he's not going to kill him, but he's just pushing him away a little bit with the impact. And even the guy is like, oh, come on! But no, like, I mean, you, you're essentially now... They've created this scenario where someone could just get a fucking gimp suit made out of that material and they'd be just fine. I don't think it's breathable, babe. I think it is. No, I don't think it's like breathable. <coughs> it's, it's Kevlar fucking fibres. I don't think you can breathe in it. There's gaps in it. I don't think you can breathe in it, though. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you'd be able to get enough breath. Snorkel, then. I reckon they try Gimp suit with a snorkel. Gimp suit with a fucking snorkel. Yeah. Solid. Fair play. Mm. Yeah. No, um... I mean, I am. I, I, I think I might be Fallout. Wow. Fair play. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I, 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 I was, I was definitely not shit of four out of five coming out of the cinema. Mm. The more I think of it, the more I think, all right, that's fair enough as a criticism, of it, and that's fair enough as a criticism. Of it. If you if you can listen enough. to the criticisms of it and Wait. just go, I don't fucking care though because I love it. Yeah. Then it's Fallout. Yeah, but, but yeah, then, then that's it's Fallout. Agree. And, and, and I'm just like, but I, I do not care. I, I, I'm luxuriated in this movie. Yeah. Although to be fair, there is no criticisms that could be levelled at Fallout that would be valid. So. Fair. Oh, I might watch that trailer again. <laughs> um, cha- yeah, uh, John Wick Chapter Four, definitely not shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely not shit. It's not full fallout for me because it's just the the length is is prohibitive. But yeah, yeah, definitely not shit. If if they came out and went as a five hour cut, <laughs> clear my diary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean fifteen hours free. <laughs> Why fifteen? To watch it back to back three times. That's silly. Yeah. It's very silly. Right. 
You're going to hear more of us. Not me. Not you. I wasn't here. No, you weren't. Back in time. Back in time. So you're going to hear And then you'll be us. back at the end. Bye. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> CSVP Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight! You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I st- is this on? Didn't expect that this would be a Scott Free film. Uh, the Boston Strangler. Oh, sorry, Boston Strangler, not The Boston Strangler. Um, written and directed by Matt Ruskin. Um, based around true events. Uh, starring Kira Knightley, Carrie Coon, uh, Alessandro Navala, Chris Cooper, David Dutchmalian um, is in there as well. Of course he is, because if, you, if you're looking for a sepia tone sketchy fucker, <laughs> look no further. Um, so, yeah. So, Boston Strangler, what is it about? Um, Loretta McLaughlin uh, was a reporter who first connected the murders and brought the story of the Boston Strangler. She and Jean Cole challenged the sexism of the early 1960s to report on the city's most notorious serial killer. Um, Ian, uh, I, we don't usually do this anymore. We usually do like just go into what did you think. But I, I am going to ask you a question. So Boston mm. Strangler, um, is it just... One part mind hunter, one part <laughs> zodiac, and then just add a splash of fucking folks love fucking true crime, don't they? Boom. Yeah, with with uh, with a, a a large dollop of she said as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. <sighs> I, I honestly, I I would have switched it off if. Um, we weren't doing it for the podcast. Like, I just... You you absolutely could have, and I would have just said, that's fine, mate. <laughs> the thing is, like, spoiler alert, apart from the other main review, I've only got one other thing I watched this week, so I just don't have a lot to talk about this week. Um, I was just increasingly checked out as it went on. Um, I was, like, I was thinking, oh, is it going to be Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon kind of, like, working together? No, nope, not really. Not really. Um, it, it you know like I was kind of reading up on like on it, and it's like oh you know these two working mums who are uh, uh, like busting boss the Boston Police Department's in like inadequacy wide open. It's like yeah, it would have been cool if there was any kind of like showing that it was difficult to be a working mum while doing that as well. Like 
Uh, I don't know. That just kind of it kind of riled me, right? Like I, everything about this film was minimum effort. Oh yeah, and and it just felt like it was just purely gonna coast on. This is a story of women overcoming the odds or women overcoming the odds, and it was lazy. It was derivative. Kira Knightley is fine. But Carrie Coon, I enjoyed her energy. There's not enough of it. I mean, like, minimum effort. David Dasmalkian as the guy who's so obviously the guy that he's obviously not the guy. Yep. Um, and, uh, I, yeah. And like you say, the whole Zodiac thing of, like, I mean, God, there was even the fucking sequence where the guy was like, oh, it's in here. Come in, yeah. come in closer and I'll show you. Like... I just come on, and it was even shot very similar that 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 uh, one. Yeah, um, yeah. It weird, like, weird um, cinematography in this fucking movie, and I'm not just just meaning the fact that they flicked on the fucking the Mindhunter filter on it. Which let's face it, Mindhunter flicked on the fucking Zodiac filter. Um, at least there's connective tissue between those two, uh, but. Ben Cutchins, he seems to have shot everything from like half a foot below where people were standing. So you're constantly not looking up to people, but not quite in eye level with them and never above. There's there's barely a single shot that is from above anything at all. It's yeah, all... Yeah, yeah. And it just, it makes it feel a little bit like you, like, like you are literally sat watching everything that's going on. And it was just... I felt myself palpably going, could could you do something? Just any, it doesn't even need to be flashy, just anything with the camera. Please. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I. It really, really, it, it really annoyed me, this film. I, it that... really annoyed me. It just felt so, we're telling an important story. And because we're doing that, we don't need to do anything with anything else. It's just tell an important story. Well, um, full 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 cards on the table. I watched this movie on my iPad, um, so I watched it in, uh, in in 4K on my iPad. But I I finished work quite a bit before Becky uh, yesterday, so I. But then we were going to the cinema to see Shazam, so I had enough time to kill to watch this movie in that in-between. So I watched it at the Cineworld that is in York, that is right next to where I work now. There's a... It's kind of upstairs. There's a Starbucks downstairs. So I went into the Starbucks um, to have a coffee and to kind of to try and just see how much I could eke out one coffee into uh, Boston Strangler. And it was it was very quiet this Starbucks. There wasn't a lot of people in. in. So I was having my my coffee um, and was watching Boston Strangler. And it, about sort of it must have been about an hour had passed, and I had finished my coffee by this point. And the guy from the coffee place uh, from Starbucks sort of came over, and I thought, right, there's nobody in, but he's well within his rights to come over to me and go. Uh, excuse me, mate. Are you actually because you have finished that a while ago? Um, yeah. I thought he's going to be well within his rights, and he, he clearly doesn't want to do this, but he's probably being kind of made to by company policy. So what's over? Yeah. So I took my headphones out and was like, "Yeah, mate." And he went, 
do you want a coffee, bud? And I was like, um, yeah, can do. Thought, fuck it. I'm, I'm, this is, he's clearly going, look, if you're going to stay here, you're going to need another coffee. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I can do, bud. And he was like, all right, I'll bring it over, mate. And I was like, all right, no problem. Cheers for that. And he brought it over and I kind of like went to get my, my watch out to sort of pay, thinking he'd bring the car machine over. And he just, you know, was like, say, oh, do you want me to pay for that? Come the counter, pay for that? He went, ah, oh, no, mate, don't worry about it. I went over and sat back down where he was sat because there was nobody else in there. But it was open till like nine o'clock and this was at like five. Mm. So I was like, do you know what? I, that, that was more entertaining than mm. anything mm. that was going on with Boston Strangler. It's just... Yeah. It's... Yeah, Carrie Coon is... Carrie Coon is an engaging screen presence. I find her... Very, I find her energy in films really, really watchable. Like she's fantastic in Gone Girl, um, mm. and she's great in this. But she disappears for forty minutes of it. I, it, I was stunned, like just how barely in it she is. You know, they get they get paired up, and then they're writing together and they go out for a drink. And then like you say, she, she just disappears once like Boston wants to forget about it all. Um, and then what are you stuck with? Kira Knightley pulling on threads while every 10 minutes or so you get a scene where her husband either has a go at her or just ignores her while he watches TV. Yeah. But, um, but the, the, the mad thing there is you, you get, None of this seems that difficult. Literally, she goes at one point to, and speaks to Rory Cochran, and he's like, "Can I see the file?" And he's like, "Really? Does that ever work?" And she's like, "Sometimes." And he just gives her the file. <laughs> oh God! There was another one as well. Where um, was it? Alessandro Nivola. It could have been, yeah. The the guy, like the detective guy, who there's maybe a little bit of spark with it. Yeah, you do. You, you do think? Are they gonna burn? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like there's like the bit where he she's like can you give me the tapes of the of the interrogation? He's like no, I'm not going to do that. You need to forget about that and live your life. And then literally the very next scene, she gets a package and it's the and it, you know, it just the but wh- where's the where's the connective tissue there? Cuz it all it is is just like You've had a scene of conversation where he's like, no, you need to forget about it and live your life. Go home. And then just an indetermined thing happens and then it just appears. It's, yeah, I, I I don't know. It just, it, it, God, it should have been, it should have been better. But also, also, I kind of don't know how you do do a new perspective on this kind of thing. You know, like, it just, it's a true crime film that's also got elements of women being powerful. So you're just doing those two thematic things in a film together and every now and then there's a murder. Yeah, it's, there's very little peril. There's very little Bill Camp. There's very little detective or investigation work, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and the thing is, I'm sure there was, <laughs> in, in reality, I'm sure there was a lot. <laughs> but 
yeah, it just... The, 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 the thing is, I get with any true crime um, movies or anything like that, you, you can't tell the whole story. It's why at the end you have to have a little title card basically telling you you know, more, or where it all went, or anything like that. But those title cards at the the end shouldn't tell you so much more than the movie tells you. Because when it got to the end of the movie, I was there going, wait, so who was he? (laughs) And then at the end of it, you're going, so he might have been all three of them. Maybe. Cool. One of them was definitely um, David Dachmalian. Cool. But the other 12, we don't know. All right. Carry on. Yeah. Look, shit. I, I wish I didn't watch it. I'm annoyed that I watched it. It is shit, yeah. Um, I can only give it two and a half stars, which I'm starting to think is a bit fucking generous, to be honest. It, yeah, I think... I, it just... Yeah, I, it's well inten- it, it's well intentioned, but at the same time, it annoys me how low effort it was. It, it just... I, I swear, it's just coasting. And, you know, also... This film's lucky it got made, because... After how she said did, we're not going to get an awful lot of female-centric journalism films going forward. And I'm annoyed that... I think that kind of annoys me even more that this is such a dud. Yeah, it's... I think it's not even that it's a dud. It's that it is so obviously... Essentially, a what if chicks did Zodiac? It's it, and the story. Like it, the story it, might not. Be, it is probably not that. But what the film is doing is that, and it does it, the story a disservice. It's ChatGPT giving like being given a two-page outline and going make a film. That's what I like. On like, yeah, I'm I'm done. It's shit. It just it's. A really, really low effort film that should have been better. Yeah, I'm gonna go with shit as well. Um, our audience poll definitely not shit fifty percent and touching cloth fifty percent. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, so right. Well, let's 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 move on. Uh, Ian, you've already got one other thing. What was it? John Wick Chapter Three. Oh. Um, you know, it's great. I. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really sorry because I just don't have a lot to say this week. I've been busy and I've been, I've been doing other things. Work's taking up quite a lot of time at the moment, so uh, yeah. Um, I yeah, I really, I, I you know, I really, really like Chapter Three. Um, I to be honest, out of the first three, I think Chapter Two is my favourite. I think that it, it is tighter and it has a better villain. Um, you know, the, the villain of chapter three, the the thing is Mark Dacascus who plays zero is kind of the villain, Yeah, but he's also not because he's a fan of John Wick's and he's really happy that he's fighting John Wick. 
Yeah. And it's like, he, he says, like, you know, if, if, in another life we could have been pals. He's not the villain. So the villain instead is um, Asia Kate Dillon, I think the actress's name is. Yeah. Um, who plays the adjudicator. And it, it like, okay, cool. You're just going around and being like threatening to people and then they're reacting to you. I don't know. I, I, I don't find her particularly compelling. Um, well, the, the fact is, I completely forgot she even existed in this film, in, in, in this world. And I think I remember uh, John Wick 3 quite well. It's just obviously I don't remember any of the bits containing her. And, them. Uh, yeah, them. again. Oh, is it them? Okay, sorry. Ooh, I'm not sure. I just have a feeling it might be. Okay, yeah, yeah. If it is, I apologise. I'm not misgendering. I, ju- I, I just don't know. Um, so, um, we're not intentionally misgendering. Um, also, the ending of Chapter 2 is kind of an all-timer ending. That, like, just the whole, you know, I'm going to give you an hour and then you're excommunicado, and it literally ends with John Wick running. Yeah. Um. The ending of chapter three is 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 really really good, but it's not that. But I am looking forward to, okay, Winston, literally, really fucks over John Wick. What's gonna happen now? Like that, I'm looking forward to, because uh, it. I don't think it was part of the plan. Because he took a hell of a knock, but my god, did he do Winston a service in what he was doing in that third act. So many people die. Violence is really crunchy and impressive. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to chapter four. I I remain a little wary of the length, but we'll, we'll you know, I know you're, you're, you don't care and that's, that's great. I love that enthusiasm. Uh, uh, yeah, well, We'll see. It's, we'll see. It's, but yeah, it's hey. very much. It, I, I go into this going. Do you know what? Fuck it. This, these movies have fucking earned that length so far. Yeah. So I don't. I. I have. I have faith. Yeah. I. Apparently, Bill Skarsgård is great as the villain in Chapter Four, and that's the that's the thing. I think we just need a good villain who may not do all the fighting and whatnot, but. Like can just be a good like hammy villain. Chapter two has that, you know. Chapter I mean, chapter one's interesting because it's kind of Alfie Allen, kind of Michael Nightvist. Um, chapter three doesn't really have that because the villain, like the adjudicator, is like an emissary of the villains and represents the villains, but isn't really. I don't know that they're just not that good a presence. Um. But hey, well on chapter four. We'll talk about it next week. Yep. I'm very much looking forward to what Scott Adkins is doing. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, that's me. Cool, cool. Right. Well, none, none, because it's, you know, what have we been up to? So non film related, I played a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? So, I... I decided, um, I, I toyed with the idea um, for a while of buying Football Manager. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Now, there's a few reasons why I, I, I wasn't going to buy Football Manager. Um, one was I have not played it in, like, properly 
in 20 odd years. And so my brain went, it's probably a lot more complicated. And I don't deal well with complicated and games. It, it's why I don't game because I just I don't have time to learn how to do all of these things, and so I just I, I don't care. Whereas something like, for instance, FIFA, it, it, it's the it's the iPhone menu system. I, you know, it's not the same as it was on the iPhone three at all. It's completely fucking different. But the fact is. You've grown with those differences. I haven't grown with football managers' differences and advancements. So I wasn't going to get it. And then I'd, I'd, I'd had one of those days at work. It wasn't a bad day, but it wasn't a really good day. And I would just feel a little bit lowered in energy. Um, and I was still kind of backward and forward on, on should I should I get football manager or not? And I've been thinking about it. And I opened my phone, looked at my emails, and I had an email that came through from Steam, didn't even know I had a Steam account, um, saying that football manager was uh, 40% off. (laughs) And so I thought, do you know what? That feels a little bit like a sign. So... I didn't catch that. Could you try... Siri is very much liking my voice today. Um... So I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Um, so I bought it, went through the, uh, the, the rigmarole of actually buying a game online and downloading it uh, through Steam, um, which yeah was a pain in the ass. Uh, it shouldn't be that difficult. It just shouldn't be. Um, and yeah, Football Manager. The other bit, the other reason I didn't want to is if I if I did somehow assimilate back into it, you know, in a very natural way, I'm not sure I have the time for that void that that film can create in your life. Sure. Um, so, downloaded it. I played it for about an hour and a half, nearly two hours, uh, one night, while Becky was playing... Um, Last of Us. So she was on the TV playing Last of Us. I was sat on the chair with my um, with my MacBook uh, and my headphones in and was playing um, Football Manager. I then closed it, very nearly had an Ian moment <laughs> the next day and very nearly fucking deleted it <laughs> from, the, from the MacBook. That's the fucking way. Um, and not even because, like... I, like I thought, I don't have time for this or anything like that. It was just a, like I don't think I have the patience or the inclination to fucking learn the sheer functionality of this game. Now, it's it's beyond what I care to learn. Uh, but I've persisted. Add another. I've put maybe another like hour and a half, two hours into it. And I'm kind of all right with it. But I'm looking at it going, do you know what? I wake up early, uh, no matter what. I wake up early. Becky doesn't. So I'm thinking, on holiday, sat out on a balcony, drinking a coffee at like half seven in the morning. You know, mild hangover probably, but not allowed to wake Becky up for nearly two hours. Um, 
maybe football manager might be a good thing to kind of go, do you know what, fuck it, I can do that. Because I'm not going to take my MacBook down to the fucking pool um, to do something while I'm kind of just chilling, whereas I will take a book with me to do that. So I'm kind of thinking, probably post-holiday, I'm either going to be, this is it, this is my life now, I'm breaking out the suit for cup finals, or I will be, yeah, I'm probably going to delete this. Hmm, hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's it's fun. You, I have a feeling. Because I, I have a friend who plays it like fucking religiously, um, and like will will play at least like two hours a night, and will play sometimes for like he'll spend like twelve, fourteen hours of his days off playing it, and he's very happy with that, and knows that it's an addiction. But he's like, do you know what? At least I'm not addicted to anything that's dangerous to my health. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, it, like, when I, I messaged him and said, I, I, you know, I've, I've downloaded Football Manager, and he's like, oh, mate, let me send you over a load of my files. He's like, no. I, I, I do not want the files that you have created, the fucking PowerPoint presentations you have created about your free kick setups. I don't need that. Because he, he has literally spent... That's great. And told me that he spent, like... He spent some ridiculous, like, six or seven hours just setting up his corners. And I was like, <laughs> wow. And he was like, it's like, like, you spent six seven hours setting up corners. He was like, yeah, what? Well, no. Each corner. I was like, what do you mean each corner? He went, my right-sided corners. I spent like six hours doing that. And my left-sided corners, because I didn't have as good a right foot for taking corners, only about five hours. Like, oh, only. Only about five hours. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I am am not going down that. I think he he told me once that he spent just setting up his training uh, for the season. Uh, at the start of the season, he spent some ridiculous like twenty one hours doing that uh, because of that, that, that. But that didn't include like gameplay. That included like research into what would be the best way to do it and all this. Sort of like, no, I'm glad you enjoy that, and I'm glad that you did that. You are that involved with something, but there's no way <laughs> I, I care enough to do that. That. That sounds like that sounds like another job. <laughs> mm, um, mm. So yeah, so I was just having fun with it. So yeah, there's there's that. I went down that hole with Championship Manager two thousand two thousand and one. I'm not going there again. I don't want to. <laughs> um, I've only got a couple of the bits that I that I watched. And then we'll we'll get into Shazam. Bex has just texted me and said that she just doesn't think she's going to get back um, until like half eight tonight now. Um, okay. So uh, I don't think it's a good day. So I envision me taking her out for a pint, and then I've got to be up at half past three for work. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Joys of joys. Uh, right. God, I'll, I'll get the fucking hell uh, movie that I rewatched. I rewatched the um, two thousand uh, move Chevy Chase movie Snow Day again. Um, of course. Yeah. It's. Do you know what? It's not very good. Like, it's not very good. Um, but it is also kind of watchable. Um, there's a moment where... Um, so, Mark Webber of um, Things and Scott Pilgrim um, plays, like, the 
or the kid that you are following around in it. Um, and obviously he's after a girl, and uh, that's played by uh, Emmanuel um, Chicory. Um, and the thing is, when there's a point where Emmanuel Chicory comes out, and I sort of looked and went, "Oh, I feel a little bit dirty, old man, right now," because there's no getting away from it. She looked hot. I'm like, Oh, I feel a bit dirty, old man. So I had to check just, you know, like how dirty. And I was like, oh no, she's 25. I'm all right. I, I think I can, I can feel a little bit like, mm, that's a little bit weird, but I'm all right. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm still in a safe enough space with that. So I was, I was all right with that. But yeah, it's not a very good movie, but I enjoyed watching it. Um, so I've continued my watch, rewatch of uh, John Hughes movies. Um, so I've got two more. These are the other two movies I watched. Um, we watched Sixteen Candles. Um, now there's been a lot of sort of revisionism done, I think, on John Hughes' work and especially his his eighties work. Yeah, you know the you know the coming of age uh, collection of movies that he made, sort of between um, this and uh, getting up to you know, near on. Um, to when he moved in sort of more family uh, orientated ones with like Halloween, Halloween uh, Home Alone um, and I, 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 I kind of do bulk a little bit at the idea of the revisionism um, of things like Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and bits like that um, 16 Candles maybe not so much though. this film is yeah this film is riddled with moments where you're watching it going Oh, oh no! Oh God! It is. It's. Um. Yeah. This not aged well, and not even like a. Well, it was a different time. Just a. No. This this hasn't aged well at all. Like, even if you take away. From the uh, Gene Watanabe um, character, if you take it away from that, just the general sexual politics of it is just a little bit not good. But the weird thing is, there are some quite sweet scenes within the actual movie as well. It's just they're surrounded by just red flags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not. A good rewatch that kind of wish I hadn't <laughs> now. Uh, it's kind of yeah, okay, it's kind of spoiled spoil it for you in your mind's eye now. A little bit, yeah. I mean, mm. I, I'll be honest, um, of the you know, this Breakfast Club, um, Pretty in Pink, which he didn't direct but he, he wrote, Ferris Bueller, of, of that kind of tranche of movies, it was always my least favourite. But I did kind of enjoy its um, its fucking running down a hill kind of um, almost just oddity. But yeah, going back and rewatching it, it, it is just a little bit. There's a sense of ick to it that I think I wasn't expecting to to have quite so palpably. Um, okay. A movie that doesn't have an awful lot of ick and hasn't actually. Um, there's, there's the occasional bits of within it, um, you know. Ooh, you won't get away with that now. But I think you could ha- you could take pretty much any movie that is forty years old, nearly, and say that about. 
Uh, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off um, is is still really fun. Is still really entertaining. Um, Broderick is fantastic and a bit of a. You watch it going. I, I can see why this kid is getting away with this, and it's funny. Um, but then you've also got a really like towards the end. You know, you've got all the hijinks that that keep on going. You keep thinking, oh. This is it. He hasn't thought this far ahead. And you get the the, the the moments, the fourth wall breaking, where, you know, in the restaurant where it's literally, you know, you've got the other characters saying to Ferris, you've gone too far. Stop it now. And he literally just says to the camera, there is no too far. There is no stopping this. Whenever you think you've gone too far, the only way to go is further. Um, and then you get the, and if I'm, you know, if I am going to get caught, it's not going to be by that guy. Uh, that guy, they have made sure that you look at it and go, yeah, no, he's not getting caught by that guy. Um, but then you have the end bit where Alan Rook's character, um, Cameron, finally kind of snaps uh, and has his kind of breakdown moment um, and essentially just goes full fucking blanker on the car. It's like rewatching that. It's a weird to say. I don't know. And I, I, I said the same thing last week. You know that you know growing up with these films, being younger and running through it. And like I said last week, of the of the age watching it, you're now watching it from the age of these. You know the kids within this are a little bit younger, or around the same age as my daughter. But watching uh, like Cameron essentially having a bit of a breakdown, and especially with the the mental fragility that you've seen um, or that I've seen working with a lot of, um, of of teenagers, you know, that have been through what we've been through over the past sort of few years um, and the fact that it, you essentially took away part of their, you know, one of the most important parts of their fucking childhood that was there um, and seeing the, the the genuine toll that that's, that that's taken, especially in a society um, at the moment where you have one half of it is a lot more understanding to these things and the other half is vehemently nasty about these things um it is it does kind of make you look at these things even sort of like um looking at a film that's nearly 40 years old um in a in, in quite a different way and it's you've even still got uh, matthew broderick's reactions to that of him watching his, his his friend have this you know complete breakdown but just kind of not really knowing how to deal with it it's it's a really it's a quite a powerful scene actually that i was quite i was quite shocked about that, it, that, that how much it kind of i was watching going fucking hell all right this is yeah this is this is taking this movie to a different level. It's quite cool. And then you, after that, you have him fucking just having to run home. So it takes you back to that. It's a, it's a really, it, it is a really great fucking, you know, not quite five star, but really great lasting film um, that I'm glad people still enjoy and have not been kind of like minge faced about. <laughs> nice. Yeah, good. Um, also rewatched Shazam, uh, but we'll you know we're going to talk about Shazam: Fury of Gods in a second. Uh, but yeah, rewatched um, Shazam, and um, 
I enjoy Shazam. It's fun. It's too long. Um, and the the most fun Shazam is is when it's not being a uh, world in peril comic book movie. When it's just kind of been a more of a neighborhood. Um, holy shit! I've got powers kind of movie. Mm. You know, th- those are the good yeah. bits of it. I think yeah. the, the more neighborhood, the more low key bits. Um, so yeah, so nice. we'll move into uh, Shazam: Fury of the God. Let me just let's see. Right. So the film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon uh, reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult super alter ego, Shazam. Um, yeah, fuck it, that's kind of what it's about. But it's also uh, got uh, the Daughters of Atlas, played by, uh, remember all spoilers all the time, uh, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and Rachel Zegler, uh, who uh, want the staff for all its magic and bits and bats. And yeah, fuck it, we'll get into it as we go. Um, Ian, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, what, what did you think? Uh, full of problems, but okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it it's, it's an odd one. Um, you know... If they were, obviously it's not going to be a Shazam free given how it's done, but in the future ones, are they going to have like Rachel Zegler's six thousand year old woman who looks like an eighteen year old actually going out with that lad? Um, that feels complicated, and just because you're acknowledging that it's weird in the film doesn't stop it being fucking weird. Also, is it like, right, when you defrost, like, bread, that it just goes off really quickly? Because, you you know, you've not, you've not taken it back to the start of its freshness. You've paused its freshness at that certain point. So if you defrost a fucking loaf of bread, that fucker, if you don't eat that fucker that day, or at the very earliest, like the next morning, that fucker by the next afternoon is going to be gone. It's like, he's it, by like halfway through the Shazam 3 movie we're not going to get. Is she just going to be old as dust? Yeah, yeah, quite. I, I mean, I... possibility she might be. I I I am stunned that that arc, that nature of that character arc, made it through in a film being released in twenty twenty three. I just think the fact if, that she's so old, it doesn't. It kind of almost means that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't. Know, I, it just if it was gender swapped, like no, actually, it wouldn't happen. You know. You know. But yeah, I I. I saw Rachel Zegler on a red carpet saying, like, well, what attracted her to, like, doing her first superhero movie? And she was just like, I needed the money. Yeah. And kind of laughed. But it was like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, I do get the feeling a little bit with Rachel Zegler. There's an element of a... You you need to be careful because you're not a big enough star to get away with how much of a dick you come across as sometimes. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, she was the one who bitched and moaned that she wasn't invited to the Oscars the other year, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. But at the same time, it's like she's been on blank check and like she like um, the other stuff that Griffin Newman does. She's like been a part of, and she 
at, like on, on on blank check she seemed like very charming and she was just talking about cabaret you know and um but that there there there, 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 there is that aspect to her but yeah um so the film's got like interesting ideas and does very little with them like at the start when helen mirren well lucy lou kind of like turned those people into what was almost like uh the rage being spread in 28 days later kind of sequence mm. like like that was like oh shit all right then you know it's david sandberg we're gonna get some horrory elements here no nope. turns them all to stone they never do that again yep. oh all right then just become um, just becomes a not great, but I did actually laugh at it. Beyonce joke later on, or Destiny's Child joke later on. That's pretty much all that power does for the rest of the. Oh movie. yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like the um the the older girl in the foster home. Her whole, I'm studying. I want to kind of live my life outside of this. But then by the end of the film, it's what actually no fuck your personal growth be just part of the Shazamily. Mm. That's that's the that's the arc, is it? Yeah, yeah it is. Um but for as a comic book movie for kids, I think it would probably work pretty well. I feel like if you were ten years old watching this, you'd have a really good time and there's nothing wrong with that. No, that that I and I agree with that. I think that that's what I kind of I I do dig about it is it's both of them were like this it's a comic movie that, that isn't afraid to actually be a bit fun and a bit silly at points I mean Jaimon Honsu MVP yeah um the the, the, the the fucking running joke of him getting that kid's name oh. wrong great every time yeah 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 <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, but the, the kid actor plays off that so well. Literally, where like there's one where he calls him Jeff. He's like, I've literally just told you my entire name. Yeah, I mean th- th- those two actually spark off quite well where, with each other. I I I enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, it was weird how he was like dusted in the first one, and they keep on bringing up like. What are you doing back? And they never actually say, do they? No, <laughs> no. Um, he, he, no, he, he gets. Uh, he had to leave their world, and that's how he. That's how he left their world. Was he dusted? So yeah. it technically he might not have actually died. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which, uh, which, which is flimsy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's fun enough. A um, couple other problems. Well, I don't know whether it's a problem or not. The Skittles bit in the third act. Um, I can't decide whether that's great or really, really bad. I think it's... Um, I, I think in this movie, it pulls it off. <laughs> I get, yeah, I kind of think it does as well. Just the idea that... The idea that unicorns are fucking dickheads. They're like the, the biggest asshole creatures on earth, yep. but they can be tamed by Skittles. Yep. There is... I think maybe the girl going taste the rainbow was a little bit much. The girl going taste the rainbow later on was a little bit... All right, Skittles, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Biggest problem with the film, though, it completely breaks it at the end. Oh, what? Like, yeah. You, with the cameo. Yeah, you literally are like, right. And especially considering the fact we're not going to get another one. You could have actually had a pretty memorable ending for the end of the second Shazam film, where it's like, no, he's dead and buried. Mm. He re- like he is like he will be forever remembered a hero. That's a cool ending, but no, you know, aren't there any gods left? Only one. Oh, really, really. I, I, did, I very did, much did, wanted it to be Jimon Honsu in a in a Wonder Woman wig again. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, did, when 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 uh, Gal Gadot appeared, did you did your brain just go oh, fuck off? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I was just like, fuck, fuck's sake, you know. Just my, 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 you were almost interesting. Yeah, my brain just went oh fuck. Nobody likes you. And this, this is the thing. It will probably be her last on-screen appearance as Wonder Woman. Mm. And, and, and it, it, it looks almost like like she didn't actually film it. They just fucking computer-enhanced bits that she'd done in other movies to make it look like she had. Yeah, and that... apparently they got they got a really late in shooting, and I think there's a sense of she didn't actually meet any of the other people. No. That that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me if if they literally filmed it in her garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite. That woman um, has no screen presence whatsoever. No, no. And it, I, I just I do find it very very funny that her last on screen appearance as Wonder Woman is as a fuck a cameo that basically breaks the second Shazam film. Yeah. Um. I like the first one. I liked this one okay. I I I I liked it okay. I thought it was fun. Again, it's fun when they are being a family of young superheroes um and they're just kind of twatting around. That that's fun. I, I, I was I did not care about Anything that involved Zegler, Mirren, or Lucy Liu whatsoever could have just lifted the whole thing out of the movie, and it, I don't think it would have even made less sense. And I still wouldn't have cared. I, I, I would still, I would have enjoyed it more because that was almost a distraction. And the whole, the end, so the, the the ending went on too long with him just flying around again. You watch it going right. So watching something just flying around, getting shot at again. Yeah, sure. Is this it really, like genuinely, really? Is this all that you have after twelve years, twelve, twelve, thirteen years of this new forage of superhero movies? It's still that. And and, and then. You've got a mid credits that assumes you watched Peacemaker. Yeah, that 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 that's it. I, I didn't watch Peacemaker, so but I know that they're from Peacemaker. But I, you know, but I, I I did laugh at the Avenger gag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the Avenger Society. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm. 
ready for this era of DC films to be moved on to the next one. But then again, I'm also not because I could maybe not be less interested in James Gunn doing a uh, true to the source material take on Superman. James Gunn doing a sincere Superman film sounds like a bunch of shit. I can't. I don't really want to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the same as that. I do like the fact that they kept both credits, post credit scenes in. Though. What's the other one then? Sorry, you, I missed the other one. There's one at the very end as well. Oh yeah, what was that? Um, it's uh, what's his name? Old Stronger. Um, he's back again. Mark Strong. Yeah, he's really? still in the prison. <laughs> right. But, uh, and, you know, that uh, Mr. Mind, the fucking worm thing. <laughs> that just starts yeah. talking to yeah, him again. okay. Um, and basically he's like, where have you been all these years? And the worm's like, listen, I'm a worm. It's quite hard to get around. It takes a long time to get places. <laughs> and then he's like, but now... My plan comes to fruition. And he's like, what plan? You haven't told me anything about it. And then he just walks, and then the worm just kind of walks off. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which, I kind of looked at him and went, I need to know what that fucking guy's deal is. <laughs> I don't want to watch another one okay. of these movies, but I want to know what his fucking deal is. <laughs> I mean, this this is the thing. It's like this film's come out, it's gone. Sandberg's already come out saying he's done with superheroes. There we are. There's a couple. There's a couple hundred million dollars wasted. I like. <laughs> I like the it's fact that, that fucking James Gunn um, has got has come out and said, "Oh yeah, um, Zachary Levi and um, and Sandberg. You know, we, we still see them as part of like the ongoing DCU thing." And Sandberg's like, "Yeah, we're not coming back." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Levi is like, yes, please, would you like me to take your lunch order, Mr. Gunn? You know, um, it'll, it'll be popping up in shit with Gina Garano within the next couple of years, I reckon. Um, yeah, sadly, but, yeah. unfortunately, because he is, yeah, because, I mean, he is one of those, which is a shame because he's actually quite a fun screen presence. Yeah, he's he's fine in this, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's all right in this. So, uh, yeah, hey, look, I mean, it, it's 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 fine. It's it's better than the Boston Strangler. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> mild, definitely not shit. Yeah, it's definitely not shit because I had enough fun with it. It's just, it's it's so fucking flimsy. It's so impossibly flimsy. Um, what have we got? Well, our audience poll. Shit, 100%. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's a bit harsh, but sure. <laughs> it is. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, right, questions. We do have a few. This It's a, a short fucking show this week. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, folks. Uh, we, 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 we regularly... Um, gift out fucking two hour plus episodes I th- I'm, I'm sure audience will allow us an hour's one every now and again mm. uh, b- 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 right 
Ah. Over the years, there are, sorry, this is Dylan Black Lanterns. Uh, over the years, there have been plenty of remakes, but are there any scores or soundtracks that didn't quite fit the, fit the film and that you would like to see redone? So, same old film, new soundtrack. Uh, Tangerine Dream for the Keep. How you like the Tangerine Green soundtrack? On the I game. mean, I yeah, it's. I think I yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, it just it was the first one that came to mind for me. It just it did feel out of place, but it is kind of it is atmospheric. I'll give it that. Yeah, there was there's one that I think of on this, and my brain actually I need to come back to a question. From a few weeks ago, that, I, that we fuck, that I I missed the right answer to, uh, but I'll come back to that in a second. Um, I often find um, that Soderbergh's uh, absolute insistence that everything has a kind of jazzy soundtrack a little bit annoying. Sometimes they are just completely incongruous to what is going on. Sometimes they work, and sometimes they really don't. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm going to say probably a Soderbergh, but I can't think of which one. But yeah, there is sometimes where you're watching a film, and I, I, but the problem is I can't think of any right now, where you watch it going, this score just feels a little bit... Like when you get really atmospheric scores for, like, comedies. <laughs> Just feel a little bit much. Mm, mm. Sure, I'm, I'm sure there's a hands in one out there somewhere. Um, but yeah, we got asked um, a a few weeks ago for the best cameo in a movie ever. Yeah, um, and I was literally I was doing some I was putting some stuff out at work the other day, and it fucking it was like the I, like I'd been searching for the answer, and it had just fucking flew through the ether and just smacked me in the back of the head, and I just went, oh, shit, it's this, and it's Morris Day in the film Moving. Is the right oh. answer? Yeah. Okay. He is yeah, yeah, yeah. literally in it as um, as uh, Richard Pryor's daughter is desperately trying to not move to Boise, Idaho. So she finds like a guy that she's gonna marry, and it's Morris Day playing just essentially the fucking Morris Day. And I still remember it. He's like, he basically is telling the dad that, telling Richard Pryor that he's like a, he's a photographer and he's a manager of models and that he's going to make sure she gets photographed correctly, properly, <laughs> sensually. <laughs> and it's just fucking brilliant. And it is, it is that. I have decided that it's not even up for discussion. It's not my shout. opinion. It is that. That is the greatest cameo of all time. Morris Day in the Richard Pryor movie, Moving. Very good. Yes, uh, we have one other question that actually was from this week, rather than me answering questions from two months ago. Um, so Rick Kidd had a random convo where Steve Guttenberg was mentioned. Are there any actors which make you think, whatever happened to them, where are they now? There's a, f- no. there's a few. <laughs> Sorry, um, go on. Laurie Petty. Oh, yeah. As a, I wonder where the fuck she is now. Um, Edward Burns. 
Like, there'll be people right now who will be who will be going, that, that person has won 17 Emmys. They're in one of the most popular TV shows on the planet, and I'm there going, I wonder what the fuck happened to this guy? Mm. Um, yeah, so I, they, Ed Burns, um, Laurie Pay. I had another one earlier. I cannot remember. I, when I read the question earlier, one popped straight into my brain, and I, sh- I should fucking write this shit down. Um... Of a what the fuck happened to that guy? But yeah, that's that's a couple that I often wonder what the fuck happened to that guy. Where they were everywhere for a while, um, and now they're they're nowhere. <laughs> like I, mm. I could say like Paulie Shaw, but I know what's happening with Paulie Shaw right now. He's on tour um, in Las Vegas, so you know I, I I don't need to have that that moment there. Thank you much for listening. Oh, what we uh, what we covering next week? Ian? I forgot that bit. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so no worries. So next week, um, we so these three films are all out on Friday. We're recording Sunday morning, so <laughs> it's gonna be one or more of Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Tetris, and Murder Mystery Two. I will pre-warn you all now, I am not a morning person, so I might be full Ian from last week slash this week. <laughs> and I will warn you guys. You're a fucking irritating cunt on a morning. I have, I have oh. more energy on a morning than I do yeah. at any other point during the day. I hate, I hate you on a morning. <laughs> How you've survived this long, being the way you are on a morning, I do not know. I don't know, I've not stabbed you. Anyway, nice. you'll, go, you'll all get to witness it next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was what, that's what we've got. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you much, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark, and apologies, folks. I'm, I'm all better now. And thank you very much, listeners. Oh, I very much enjoyed that. There we are. Hey, Ian, do you know who I hate?